Welcome to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Deal. This is episode number four. Before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to my co-host, Sam. He is in the hospital recovering from a non-life-threatening surgery. So, shout out to Sam. Hope you feel better soon, buddy, and we'll have you back uh, in no time, I hope. As I mentioned in the last episode this week, I have my wife on. Uh, We're going to be discussing her area of expertise, well, more so than mine, uh, and that's how to prepare the home. Everything from your household goods to uh, food, stuff that I honestly I'd probably die if I had to do myself. Hey guys. So uh, one of the big things going on right now obviously is the COVID virus and we like everybody had some shortages in our area. Uh, We had some even past the shortage just a straight up there it was unavailable things like toilet paper i don't know if you remember you know going to the store we looked every time we went every time it didn't, it didn't matter where we went costco uh your your you know your big box you know whether it's sam's club or even your local grocery stores uh, even like cvs and walgreens I'm pretty sure honestly now i'm thinking about the only time we were for a while there I don't even know why we were out on that side of town. We were out in, out in like Sterling Heights area. We stopped at a random gas station, and they had single rolls of single ply toilet paper, and it was like three bucks a roll. Oh yeah, it was awful. I, Which I mean is that's highway would, robbery for for single ply. When we we got lucky that we had, we just we never needed it. You know when when all the shortage came through, we uh, we had we gone to some like a week or two before the lockdown. We had really. gone to Costco and we had <clears throat> had several rolls left, and right around the time they started bringing toilet paper back was right around the time that we started needing. And needing I think, it. and that one really just gets the most attention because it's probably in the grossest of ways, probably like the most essential uh, item that was unavailable that and a close second was a lot of like cleaning stuff. But a lot of the we never needed it, but a lot of the cleaning supplies did. For sure, all of it. It didn't matter. Like even though most people went for bleach and hand sanitizer, all of the cleaning supplies. Remember going to like the local hardware store and them making sure to point out we actually do carry cleaning supplies if you Mm -hmm. need it. Um, Well, and then I know some of them, um, like uh, uh, Harbor Freight Tools, uh, actually they donated all of their uh, or a lot of their their whole at least for at some point. Their whole supply, they said, of the nitrile gloves that they use for cleaning, obviously, and then also, like, respirator masks that they sell mm-hmm. for, like, paint work and everything. They donated all that to frontline uh, workers, which I thought was was great. And luckily, I had some gloves. Uh, I didn't have a respirator, but I also didn't really need one. <clears throat> but if you think it was... So that was, like, the first thing that hit. And then I know when we went... It was, honestly, it was your birthday. It was, it was the day before St. Patty's, and we went to Meyer, right? And I remember walking through the, uh, not the frozen section. The frozen section wasn't bad yet. No, uh, it, it was everything else. The, the whole meat department was just out of, it's weird because that's your perishables. Sure. And I remember we made that comment to our, like each other a bunch of times, hey, there's still all these canned goods here. Why did everybody clear out the meat department? Yeah, the the canned goods, you know, when they said everything was limited, because that was the day they announced in Michigan that they were 
things were shutting down and I just, I couldn't believe going there. I mean, it was crazy there. I mean, going to the grocery store is never a great time, but <laughs> there are so many people and we get to the canned goods. We had no intention of buying anything like that. We, I don't even remember what we were there for, but we, we went in and the whole canned food was almost completely still fully stocked. I was like, yeah. we would be silly to not well, grab then, some stuff now. Uh, right around that same time when I went to go, I had to drop my vehicle off to my, my buddy's shop uh, to have some work done. And uh, my brother and I went and, you know, we stopped at Walmart. Uh, I, I believe it was late at night. It was like 11, 1130. And there just happened to be a Walmart close by. So we stopped just to see what they had and it looked like they had removed everything for cleaning there was hardly any food left uh in the frozen section or in the meat section uh all the bread was gone most of the dairy was gone except for like your half and half and creamers you know the the not so essential things uh a lot of the pop was gone which isn't essential but people you know, well, the kids start. <clears throat> that's when kids were getting ready to get sent home. So that's a lot too. of it was for you know, you went you know, it's it's the families with with children, especially younger children that were. And, and I yeah, and I I think a lot of people thought to that point it was going to be one of those things that blew over after like a week. You know, like I, yeah, I don't like know. a bad snowstorm. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, I, I don't know where you're listening, but here in michigan anytime they they forecast a huge snowstorm you can also forecast a complete sellout of all bread and milk at your local grocery store because people for whatever reason think that they're just not gonna be able to get those for a while which is typically never the case and the snowstorm is pretty much never as bad as what they say it's gonna be but uh, you know that's just how it goes uh but I don't think people really stocked up on a lot of the truly essential items. Um, and we got to the point probably about three months in, or sorry, three weeks in, maybe a month into this lockdown, where we started to realize this was here to stay on a real permanent basis and that what was on hand uh, wasn't necessarily enough as far as like your cleaning products or, uh, you know, it's just some of the more basic things uh, that people went and people started mass buying a lot of stuff because you just didn't know when you were going to be able to get it again. Um, So what I kind of want to talk about, because I know you've looked into this even before the podcast and everything is there's a lot of, a lot of different ways to make some of these cleaning items like detergents and stuff uh, yourself out of items that you wouldn't otherwise use. And what I mean is like, I know when we first bought the house, we've been in this home for what? three four years coming up on four years yeah when we first bought it one of the things that you brought up to save money which originally i thought was a great idea until i really had to suffer through making it with you (laughs) was making our own laundry detergent which was cool and it lasts forever but i swear to god i never want to use a cheese grater and a bar of soap together ever again if i can avoid it yeah no there there are other ways um you know the the kind in question i prefer uh, powdered detergent. Uh, you definitely can make liquid. I never really looked into it because I prefer the powder. But no, that was the day we got engaged. Oh, that was. I was sitting on the floor in our kitchen grating bars of soap because at the time I didn't have a food processor and food processors are definitely a safe way to do it. Um, 
but didn't have a food processor, so had to grate by hand. And what was like, what what is it for the laundry detergent? I know it's there was it was the, some bar soap and then so some cast spe- style soap, specifically or cast style bar soap. Um, it's clean. It's um, like fragrance free. So for people who have skin sensitivity, um, it, it's really safe for that. As you know, and, as and, well as allergies and and that's not something that you typically go to right i mean you look for bar soap you're looking for one of the name brand things you're looking for like, dove you're looking even, for yeah and i don't Irish even springs i think i'm just trying to think my way through the store right now when we go to our local meyer i this stuff is all kept in a whole separate section isn't it cast aisle soap um now i can't speak for every store but at meyer it is actually with all of the like makeup removal products it's in that area so yeah, totally separate from where people would normally find the household cleaners, the regular laundry detergent, which is all in your grocery section, mm-hmm. right? So something that, I mean, as more people, I'm sure as this went on and more people did research on how to hit these alternatives for things like that, I'm sure this stuff started, you know, like they started to disappear. I know there was uh, a lot of posts about, oh, hey, you can make your own hand sanitizer. You guys can hear my dog. He's hanging out today too. Uh, you can make your own hand sanitizer, and as soon as that came out, uh, I think it was like seventy percent rubbing alcohol or something was what um, <clears throat> minimum requirement, something like that. Yeah. Obviously, the higher you can get, the better. You know, I, I would recommend in the nineties. You know, the whole point is to to kill the germs. So right. seventy would work. You wanted to really do its job. I would recommend going into the nineties. Yeah, the higher is better. So. What I mean, so what? How how do you go about that? What's one like the laundry detergent? What goes into that? It's actually all of like three, four ingredients, kind of depending what you're looking for. There are some different things that you can customize and add if you want it to kind of have like a built-in fabric softener. Um, I know a lot of people spend buttloads of money on fabric softener, so you can actually build it right into your detergent rather than having to add it separate. And that doesn't. Because <clears throat> I, I was actually thinking about a lot of this uh, earlier today, you know, and fabric softener isn't one of the things that I would off the cuff classify as essential. Um, it's not, but... But, well, I mean, but if you are one of those people out there who does have severe skin sensitivity uh, or, you know, some kind of uh, skin-related issue where that does make a difference and you're looking at trying to be prepared for a prolonged period of time, um, you know personal hygiene in all of its forms does Mm -hmm. a lot so i think that maybe that's something that is often overlooked but you know it's good to know that you can actually include that when you're trying to prepare this way well sure and if you let's say you know having your power goes out during all this too if it's built in you can fill up your sink and use it that way you know Mm -hmm. a lot of washers even if you have an older one there is a separate compartment for laundry detergent, whether it's in the agitator or a pull-out drawer. So to try to add that in your sink can get a little complicated. Um, definitely doable, but um, so regular old laundry detergent is washing soda, which is actually found with your detergents. It looks like a giant box of baking soda, but it says washing on it. Um, I believe Arm & Hammer makes it. Or, do, or is one of the brands that makes it. So, again, probably something that originally it was not in tremendously high demand. Probably one of the things, if you went down your laundry detergent aisle and found it empty, there were probably still washing soda boxes yeah. on the bottom shelf. I, that sounds about right. 
That sounds about right. Um, baking soda. So most people have that on hand. It's something you can definitely stockpile. You know, as long you know if it's not open, it'll keep for a while. I was gonna say the shelf life on. on I'm sure both of those ba- uh, washing soda and baking soda is probably fairly long. I I would estimate probably at least a year without going into very specifics. It, it'll keep for a while. You know, unopened. Mm-hmm. and obviously you know a cool dry place if you're putting it in front of a window that gets direct sunlight all day it's probably going to affect some stuff but if right. you're keeping it in your basement or a cupboard yeah it'll probably keep for at least a year so yeah you got washing soda baking soda the cast aisle soap i mentioned earlier that comes in a variety of different scents you can get fragrance free if you do have skin sensitivity mm-hmm. otherwise you can actually build in a scent so if you like lavender or you know fresh spring or whatever it is you can have that fragrance built into your laundry detergent um oxyclean baby or free um so a lot of people don't go oxyclean is a common uh yeah the cleaning billy mays uh commercial um so this is the one item that is more of a standard cleaning product um, the reason going for the baby or free is that there is actually a group that s- rates household products for environmental uh, friendliness and health reasons. So the Oxy Clean Baby and Free rate an A on uh, their scale. So it's super good for you. I think that runs about 10 bucks a container. So it's not, it's by far the most expensive item you will buy to make this. Um, If you do want to build in the fabric softener that I mentioned, you would add Epsom salt as well. Which again is something that I think you might have some of. uh, What is that even used for? A lot of people use it for bathing. Um, it's relaxing. It helps draw out toxins. I mean, and it, it's not like, a, but it's like a, okay, so it's like a therapeutic thing. It's not like, if you have it, you're probably not using it every day or every Oh, absolutely day. not. It's, oh, you can find Epsom salt in, uh, usually over in the, like, bath and body yeah. section. Again, it's usually it's... on the end, cap at least at Meyer, and it comes in big bags. I think Dr. Brenner's makes it or that's a that's again that's over like the health and beauty section more than it is the actual like uh grocery section so i mean that's your detergent there and we 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 filled that i don't know this was it like a 10 gallon no maybe like a five gallon glass jar so it made so depending how you make it i at the time made it without the epsom salt Mm -hmm. that will make 320 loads worth yeah, so, I was going to say, I know we didn't. you <laughs> only use, so if you make it, don't freak out because a lot of commercial detergent has additives to help it sud, suds up. Um, bubbles does not equal clean. So like this does not create suds. So. But it'll still. It's still going to clean your clothes. It's still going to do what it yeah. needs to do. You only need to use about a tablespoon or two if you're doing a full load of laundry. I do remember that. It was like, yeah, it was like one Very scoop. Very low, uh-huh. low requirements. Um, if you're making it with with the Epsom salt, it'll actually make 368 loads. So you're going to get even more out of it. Plus, it's also um, got the fabric softener, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, Which, and, it, and that's huge because, I mean, even if you were doing... so. Even if you were doing one load of laundry a day, which I mean, that's let's a year's face it, worth of yeah, and that's off of what well, you said about 
uh, what, maybe 20 or 30 bucks invested? Not even. So, well, no, you're you're about right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I know if you go to the store now and you buy the large, uh, like the, the large dispenser size container of uh, liquid detergent, you, I know you don't get that uh, that many loads out of it, and it's probably about fifteen bucks, fifteen or eighteen dollars. Fifteen bucks for probably half half the loads, and it's got um, so this uh, it's called the Environmental Working Group that that rates these household cleaners. All of your major brands, you know, Tide, Arm and Hammer, Downy for fabric softener, Gain, not a single one of them rates higher than a C. So, so, this, so this would actually be healthier for you. Yep, regardless. everything that I've listed has rated an A. So it's environmentally healthy. Um, it's good for you, you know, especially for people like I said with skin sensitivity or that have severe respiratory, whether that's allergies or you know, an asthma. This is not going to aggravate nearly as much as some of these other commercial. And I think we found out. That- through our own uh, misfortunes, the, the cast aisle soap, if you can get it in liquid form, you that's can. good for your pets too, right? I know we gave we, our dog uh, a, a bath during lockdown when the groomers were closed, right? Yep. In- so the cast aisle, we get the, again, it's like the fragrance free or something. So I don't, I don't know if that is fine for, you know, the fragrant ones, if they're okay for dogs, but the fragrant free is definitely perfectly safe for pets. Uh, that's a useful, I wish I had it in front of me. Um, that's a multi-purpose. I know you can do dishes with it. You can clean with it. There's a whole, like the label has a variety of different options of, of And that's use. really the, the, the biggest point, I think, for having that. I mean, you, obviously the powdered stuff, the bar stuff, I'm sorry, is what you use for the detergent. But then if you also are able to get the liquid with it, the multi-uses, right? Because you're trying to consolidate how much you spend, but then, you know, uh, multiply what you get for it. So, you know, <clears throat> if that's something that's not one of the items that's being panic bought during all of this, it's a huge plus. Because I know, uh, you know, once we hit this lockdown, we got a week or two in, if that, and then all of a sudden you couldn't get hand sanitizer anywhere. You couldn't get uh, sanitizing wipes like the Clorox bleach wipes that are uh, super popular right now to wipe down surfaces and things. Those were sold out everywhere you went. The little wet naps that you buy for your purse or baby, I mean, like all of it. Anything that was a sanitizing item was was a hot commodity. You couldn't, I mean, and the places that did have it either sold out of it or they just gouged the hell out of you for it. And I know there were several that were featured on uh, different news articles and whatnot um, that were being investigated by the Better Business Bureau and things like that. Um, I know in the area here, I saw there was... Uh, it's one of the local drugstores, I think. Um, they had actually taken a package of surgical masks and uh, individually ziplocked them, and were selling us surgical masks for five dollars a piece. You know, so you were seeing all kinds of stuff, and it's just a gross uh, abuse of uh, supply and demand, essentially. So, for things like detergent or even uh, you know hand sanitizer, it's it, you know you you still have to leave the house you still have to go out and get things like gas you still have to go out and get things like food i know while i was fortunate enough to work from home you were still going into the office five days a week right yep every every day i mean they they severely cut down the workforce um a lot, but, a lot mean, of layoffs but yeah i was still going into the office i think we had one or two people that 
Well, we're never confirmed. Um, we're offered two weeks. So in that case, then, I mean, you're still, you're going out, you're interacting with people, you're touching all kinds of stuff. Uh, door well, handles, in, doorknobs, bathroom at work. And in my and, job, you know, I, I'm, I'm handling, uh, you know, I work in accounts receivable, so I'm working with, with payments, so I have checks mailed to me. Which, those of you listening that, that don't have experience in the financial world, um, currency and negotiable items like checks are some of the dirtiest things that you'll ever encounter. You don't know where the money's been or... Uh, you know, who's what, you know, who's been touching it, even if it's a check, um, you know, and so typically most of your financial institutions, whether it's like a bank or a credit union branch, or you're working in back office proceedings and stuff, um, it's, uh, they keep a pretty good stock of hand sanitizer for the employees. Sanitizer's never been something that we were ever short on. I remember the stock rooms always had a ton of it more than we ever thought we would need because you had dispensers in the bathrooms and then we always had it when i worked in branches we always had a ton behind the teller line because of all the money you were handling believe it or not i mean i've had stuff uh i got i handed a check once that was still wet from somebody's cat peeing on it so uh being able to sanitize when you're still out in the world especially right now uh when it's so critical that you take care of those kind of things is huge and not being able to get a hold of sanitizer that was a real problem. I know a lot of businesses, uh, a couple of distilleries in the area in Detroit switched over from bottling alcohol and, and switched to hand sanitizer, which I honestly still just want to buy one uh, just to have the bottle. But <clears throat> what what goes into, if, if you had to look at being prepared enough to make your own sanitize, hand sanitizer, what goes into that? So for all you fellow pale people, you have all of this stuff on hand. Because hand sanitizer is, like we mentioned earlier, 70% or higher alcohol, rubbing alcohol. But I recommend something in the 90s, which I feel like most rubbing alcohol that you go buy, it, it tends to be higher. Um, that and aloe vera. Oh, yeah. No, so for all for... you pale people, you typically have this on hand because sunburns are a bitch. So aloe vera... Rubbing alcohol, and if you want to make it smell a little bit better, you can add, you know, a handful of drops of essential oils, which with how big those have been, you probably have those on hand as well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oddly, another thing, uh, if you're talking about skincare right now, one of the oddest things that I found when I was doing research on this and uh, looking around the, inter- the old interwebs for tips, uh, of all things, uh, Crisco big old candle was it's lard, lard. right essentially yeah it's lard uh it's actually really good for dry skin uh and if you get uh chapped lips so uh definitely something worth picking up and the shelf life on that stuff is i mean as long as it's kept closed closed in a dark spot you know <clears throat> again keep it well, in your yeah, cupboard I mean, you got to consider storage for a lot of these things um you you also have to make sure that it's uh, away from any possible you know like rodents or if you have uh, dogs that are particularly mischievous they like to get into uh, get into your your pantry or wherever you keep your goods um, make sure you store it right but it's it's great and I mean and, and just to look at some of the other things that you can use Crisco for uh, you can use it to make a candle if you needed to uh, and actually if you have one of the large tubs of it which uh, my mother used to own a restaurant years ago, and she used to go through this stuff all the time uh, for the the various needs they had for it. But one tub of that will actually burn for 45 hours, 
which is huge if you find yourself uh, in a situation where there's no power or, you know, you need light, you need to, you know, have a candle. That's 45 hours a long time. It's two days straight when you really think about it. Uh, You can also use it as a substitute for uh, mechanical lube. Uh, It's it's pretty similar in its effect to WD-40. It's obviously not your first choice. (laughs) You know, uh, don't just go smearing your lard all over everything, but uh, it'll work in a lot of instances. I wouldn't recommend it, like I said, as a first choice, but if you can't get some, uh, you know, of the more desirable options, it'll, it'll do in a pinch. Uh, again, going back to skincare, it's also really good for diaper rash, which I have n- not that I can personally remember, uh, but I'm sure it's not comfortable. Um, and I don't know if that, I'm, I'm actually curious if that works for chafing as well. Cause I know that's a, I imagine it would be helpful. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be at least similar. It's also good, uh, though for, uh, a bug killer. You can combine equal parts of Crisco with, uh, borax which is another powdered uh, like cleaner disinfector, um, which, if I'm remembering correctly, there's always a ton of that stuff at the store. I think it's really not good for you. It's not. You have which to is use why, like super thick gloves and everything. Which is why the uh, detergent recipe I recommended had the the OxyClean in place of borax because it is such an environmentally uh, ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know I've heard horror stories of people like burning their skin and stuff using borax to clean. Like it's effective. It's an it is naturally occurring. So as far as the environment goes, it's not something man-made. But no, from a health standpoint, it is not like a plus material. So do you know have caution when when using it? Actually, a couple of the household cleaners you can make yourself utilize borax. So if you're using yeah that mixture you'll have it on hand to, I mean, uh, so it's you know the stuff you can make it probably just dilute it down to a more uh, usable level or a safer level actually the borax is used for your toilet so yeah there you go if it's you know if you're gonna use it for toilet bowl cleaner maybe you know err on the side of caution on using it on yourself you know it uh, definitely uh crisco again uh getting back to that just to round out my list here uh it's also good as a lock cleaner so um just smear a little bit of that on your key and uh, insert it back and forth on your your lock it'll help lubricate and clean out your locking mechanisms Uh, if you have a shed or uh, a trunk or toolboxes anything that you have where you have the supplies stored or you need to keep people out of it obviously you want to make sure that you can get into it when you need to so keeping those clean and working is essential Uh, one of the other ones i was actually very surprised to find this out um, but I'm sure you probably knew about a lot of this. It's actually apple cider vinegar, which I... The hidden gem <clears throat> of vinegars. <laughs> well, uh, I know my first experiences with it were always, when I was growing up, my mother had it in the house because she was, you know, always on one of these yo-yo diet type things where, oh, if you if you put a tablespoon of this or something in your water and drink it every night, it's supposed to help burn fat or something, which it, it does have benefits in that realm, but... Um, it has a ton of other uses uh you know it can be used uh for wound care as like a natural antiseptic i had no idea you know i was here i'm thinking hydrogen peroxide or something that's medically determined this will actually also fill that role uh if you do ingest it it's a uh a home remedy uti treatment Mm -hmm. which 
uh, as awful as that sounds, uh, let's not rule out that you might, you know, be stuck home and end up with a UTI somehow. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's life. Yeah, it uh, definitely has a better shelf life than like cranberry juice, which is also helpful for UTIs, but cranberry juice has tons of sugar and requires it to be, you know, kept cold. And, yeah, it's got to be stored you, so way differently. So this vinegar. little, well, not tasting as good, obviously. It's still, it's good to have around as multi-uses. Uh, you know, you can uh, use this to treat poison ivy. You mix it with some water, swap it on a cotton ball or a Q-tip. That'll help uh, with your with poison ivy, which, again, if you find yourself in one of these situations where maybe you you had to bug out from your home, you headed up north to a cottage with of a friend or a family, maybe you're just not familiar with the area or how to spot poison ivy, which Google it. It's definitely a good skill to have just for those regular outings as well as not so regular outings uh this this can be a good remedy for that again get back to sunburn it's a good treatment for sunburn you just got to soak a uh, cloth or a towel in it and gently apply obviously uh it's not going to make it go away right away but it is going to soothe uh some of that irritation uh it's good for insect bites as well it's a natural deodorizer sanitizer uh you can also use it to unclog drains or to uh kill weeds which again, if we're talking about a situation where you might not be home, you're in an extended stay away from home and you might be looking at growing your own food for some reason, obviously you want to make sure that you grow that food and it gets to the point where you can harvest it and eat it before the insects do. <laughs> so uh, definitely a good one to consider there. I'm sure we have that around the house. Oh, yeah, because it's also a good, uh, while not... For those who shower and wash their hair every day, not ideal for you. It's actually a natural, like, rinse. So it will help rinse out impurities. So, like, for hair, you can actually rub your scalp with apple cider vinegar, let it sit on there for, you know, a minute or so, and it'll help reduce buildup. And that's big, honestly. Again, getting back to the hygiene thing, I know it's something where everyone thinks, well, yeah, if I really came down to it, I could go without washing, I could go without showering, and, and you can you know, for several days, but the start, the, the health issues that can develop from extended periods of non-bathing, uh, from an overall lack of hygiene, uh, across multiple, you know, facets, whether it's dental, uh, whether it's your, your personal hygiene, whatever your hair, uh, there's a lot of issues that they can, they can be associated with that. So personal hygiene and taking care of yourself should be paramount. It, it, it should be just as important as your food. Really. Well, and if you've ever been, out doing anything, you know, whether you're an athlete or you've done any type of physical labor, that shower at the end of the day to wash all that grime off. So even if you are going a couple weeks between true bathing, it's an amazing, like nothing feels better than being able to just wash the day or yeah, and I mean, away. and that speaks a lot to your, your what your mental state will be. Just that if if it does come to, down to that kind of situation, like some of the small. Uh, luxuries yeah it's one of the small privileges you might have uh so definitely not something to be overlooked um actually oddly enough the other one that i found that was had a ton of uses was uh vicks vapor rub which i I mean i think we all kind of use this as kids growing up i I still use it sometimes when i get uh cold or get congested uh you know you rub it on your chest it helps open everything up you can also I never knew this until I got older. I think you might have been one that told me that, uh, was if you put it on the bottoms of your feet and then you put socks on and you go to bed like that, it, you actually will feel better the next day. I hate doing it because I hate the feeling of something gooey like that all over my feet, but it does work. 
Um, so here's actually, you can apply it to uh, bruises, and it'll help heal bruises. Uh, oh. It's good for removing splinters. Uh, you can apply it to your forehead. It's good for removing headache pain. Uh, you can put it on for minor scrapes. It eases joint pain, and again, it moisturizes skin. So, and that stuff's like what? Three, four dollars a jar, and it don't take much. If any of you guys have ever used it before, you know it does not take much. And if you overapply, it is awful. I know because I've done it. And as a man, I do have chest hair, which makes it even more awkward and uncomfortable. But I mean, it's it's one of those things you really want to look at. If I'm going to buy something as part of my planning, as part of my preparation, you want to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck, and you have like the you get the most options out of all of those supplies. Uh, and it's especially critical around the house. So stuff like your canned goods, uh, like we were saying earlier, you know, I, I was amazed because if you're in, in this virus, uh, this new normal that we're living in, uh, you would, and you're trying to save up and store up for what, what is to come, the uncertainty, I would think that you would have gotten uh, you know, canned corn, canned beans, green beans, anything that's canned that's going to have an extended shelf life, mm-hmm. you know, something that's really going to give you the, the long-term benefit of food, not something like, you know, oh, here's a pound of bacon. And we all love bacon. We do. Saying, that's but... not a knock on bacon. And bacon grease has a lot of uses too, but bacon only lasts so long. Bacon, bacon's a luxury. Do you need bacon to survive? No, you need protein to survive. So buying, you know, canned salmon or as much hay as it gets, and it's, I've never had it, so I can't speak to the taste. Don't say it. Spam. Oh, God. It, I mean, it's a protein. Like it's you're gonna, right. It's going to, you know, if, if you're thinking long-term, what do you need, you know, vegetables, fruits, all of that stuff you can buy canned. Mm-hmm. Um you know, beans are a great source of protein if you are a vegetarian, if you don't like meat, or if, if you just want to change in pace of having the same thing over and over. Dried beans, you know, we, we take for granted buying ready-made beans, but dried beans are even cheaper and you get a lot more bang for your buck. They're just as easy to store and it's what takes water. You soak yeah, in water. Even like, and to that point, uh, white rice. You can buy gigantic bags of white rice and i know uh brown rice they say is it's a little bit healthier or whatever it but, doesn't keep as um, long so exactly. white rice would be better white rice is better because it, it it stores longer uh than pastas brown rice does. i mean mm-hmm. think about all this stuff so just from what we named i mean you can make i mean spaghetti you may not have a meat sauce but there's spaghetti you can buy you know spaghetti and canned tomatoes and canned well and and it's just it's a easy it's easy to make right all you need is water mm-hmm. and a fire to and to boil the water you can make the rice you can make the beans you could make the pasta, the pasta. You can and do those are all you... easy sources of carbs which your body's going to burn for energy which again if you're really looking at the the you know the real issue here it's you got to keep yourself going during all of this that's it, the point of the food now yeah flavor is great and we and, all love well, good food but. and most spices are going to keep well as you know too so don't don't think you can't have if you are planning for you know long-term you know care there's there's nothing saying that you can't have garlic powder and thyme and rosemary and black pepper and just you know you buy it buy it all to store i mean yeah your fresh time isn't going to keep your fresh right. you know your fresh herbs but to buy the dried or to dry your own you know that's an option too if you know if, if you're growing it 
um, or prefer to buy it fresh, but there's, I mean, all of that stuff will keep for at least a year. So there's no reason yeah. that you no, can't I, have flavor. You built that, uh, you have like a survival tin that you travel with, uh, that even packages up some of those basic things because, you know, having eatable, edible food, something that you're going to actually, you're Enjoy. actually going to eat it, uh, to make sure that you're, you're still going is important. Uh, so stuff like salt which is a natural preservative anyways and but your body needs as much as sodium gets a knock your, your, your body does require salt right. so to you know have it on hand salt pepper i mean in, in my tin i have yeah the salt and pepper uh italian seasoning which goes with i mean pretty much any Every, great, any major protein really um paprika yep and uh one of the herbs it might be thyme you know, but whatever whatever you know tickles your fancy everyone likes different things salt sure. and pepper i would say would be a must-have but past that you know rather than trying to bundle up oregano and all the stuff that goes into italian yeah. i just did the one seasoning and you don't really need a lot of it um again if you look at the most versatile stuff a lot of it is fine if you just use a little bit of salt and pepper uh if you don't maybe if you don't want to do that or maybe you've already done that a couple days while you're out camping or whatever have you you have the italian seasoning as an alternative uh a little bit will go a long way with all of this stuff and depending on how you plan it out and how you prepare you know as long as, long as you have some of these options you're in pretty good shape and i know a lot of the larger uh clubs you know whether it's sam's club or costco or uh whatever bj's wholesale whatever it is you can actually buy pretty large quantities of salt pepper whatever uh you know montreal seasoning what i mean whatever it is you can buy all this stuff in mass quantity for a fairly low amount of money and it'll last you a, a pretty long time it's all air sealed right so as long again as long as like, you store it properly in a cool dry place is basically all you want so if it's in right. the cupboard if it's in your basement like cool and dry those are the two things that if you're storing basically anything you want um peanut butter is yeah, another one like a pretty long shelf life it's like um, never, oh honey is huge too honey honey doesn't go bad nope i i mean you can definitely have the elements affect it which is where the cool dry place comes into handy we had you know right before we right when we moved in before we redid our kitchen i had honey crystallized in our cupboard because we didn't have insulation on our outer well we didn't know wall. we didn't, we didn't have know it, but. but i had honey crystallize and become unusable but past that no honey kept in proper storage conditions will keep forever um you know i mean to the point of bread no one likes to hear it bread is stupid easy to make um yeast is one of those things that will keep um so and is that I mean, the pardon my uh, idiocy here, but I mean, is that something you can buy at the store easily? Or? Oh yeah, it comes in a little. For anyone who buys like prepackaged ranch or taco seasonings, it comes in little like foil packets. It looks mm-hmm. like that, but it's yeast. Okay, well, well then that, I mean, that's easy perfect. enough. Um, it's like fifty cents. It's it's super cheap. Um, so I mean, basically, you could you, with if you're looking at a food prepping situation, you could put a fairly small container together, maybe the size of like a shoebox. And you just include like your mate, your necessities here, and you're giving yourself a lot of options. A lot of options. Is it the most you know versatile? No. Is it a five course dinner at a you know your local steakhouse? No. But but it's not designed to be either. It's designed to be 
survival. It's right? survival, and you'll you'll get you'll get a good mix. You know, so making bread is relatively easy. Mm-hmm. You, I imagine you could probably do it over a fire. Do I know the details on that offhand? No, but well, and that's also a, a different set of circumstances too. So I think that if you're in a in a campfire camping situation, it's a little bit different. You, you know, maybe you can't make bread, but in your oven, if you yeah, have I the mean, opportunities and stuff. An hour, uh, if you're maybe. bugging out, if you're bugging in, uh, having the supplies on hand are a huge step up in the right direction. Now, granted, if you're displaced from your home and you're in such a situation that uh, your concern for your well-being and survival has put you into a maybe you know a cottage up north or a tent out in the middle of the woods away from people because you're concerned for your own safety, obviously it's a whole different discussion. And it's like a whole different ball game. Uh, so having bread to eat is not at the very top of that list. So. You know, and that's okay. Right. It's just different. Yeah, but like I said, making making your bread, um, you know, if you're looking for a long-term storage, I would actually recommend against flour. Flour usually only keeps for six months at best. So if you're wanting to keep something on hand, um, buy yourself a grinder and buy the whole, buy it, buy it pre-processed. So buy the whole grain and grind it. And there, okay, now you have flour once it's ground. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but making bread is basically flour yeast water yeah so it's i mean it's a simple is it the concept. most yeah taste you know best taste no but you know, making it's easy enough so yeah you can that, definitely <laughs> they said this, this bread's one of the first things that always goes in the store so oh yeah it's always uh bread eggs and milk and uh eggs i mean there's only so much you can do with you can do a lot with them so if you were in a situation where you're going to the store to buy you know, food and stuff in a larger quantity for maybe the next week or two. You're, you know, like when we first hit this lockdown, uh, eggs are great. You know, you can do a lot with eggs. eggs you can bake style. with them. You can, I mean, everybody loves scrambled eggs, omelets. Uh, there's just, there's a lot that you do with them. And they're a great source of protein, mm-hmm. which the body needs. Uh, but as far as sustainability, not the most sustainable. So maybe not at the top of your list. You can actually buy powdered eggs. Mm. So, again, if you're looking more in a camping situation where you're not going to have coolers or if you're just looking for longevity purposes, I mean, and, and that's where those herbs and spices come right. in. Um, it's because it's gonna, is it going to taste the best? You know, is it going to taste like an egg that you crack? You know, probably not quite, but you'll get the same protein and benefits from it. So, And, and, and honestly, I just think... If you took a, if you took a logical approach to a lot of this overall, um, you know we weren't we didn't really go without too much during the lockdown. I mean, really, when you look at our supplies as a whole, we were in pretty good shape. Uh, we never ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> we never ran out of paper towel. Uh, we were always able to get food for the most. I mean, we never worried about the cleaning supplies because it it is just the two of us. So. We, uh, when we buy cleaning supplies, you know, I'm not cleaning up after, for, after kids or, right. or anything. So cleaning supplies goes a long way. Um, but there's, you know, with the cleaning supplies, there's a lot of stuff that you can make yourself, you know, mm-hmm. if you are, cause I, I know even though that wasn't, you know, obviously the, the disinfectants were, were the big ones, but all the cleaning supplies went out. It was difficult to find any type of cleaner. So as long as you have baking soda, white vinegar, 
Dawn, like the blue Dawn dish soap. You can yeah. make almost anything yeah. yourself. And, and I and really, if you just if you think about it, you know, you get an idea of what you need to have on hand, uh, and then can maybe set a, a target for what you want to have in the event of an emergency or something. Uh, just doing that little bit of extra work and research on it, maybe it costs you a little bit of extra money up front, but you put yourself in a way better position. You know, I know right now we have extra coffee that's going to get us, uh, if we had to, a couple weeks, bottled water. We have uh, a bunch of toilet paper now. Uh, that's not to say we went out and bought four of them at once or those people. Uh, we have paper towel. Uh, I do have cases of... Uh, I mean, albeit not healthy for you, but energy drinks. Um, one, it's a vice of mine, which is always nice in a situation like, you know, where you're you're looking at what you have and what you don't have. Uh, but also, if you if you actually did need energy to make it through the day, you have it. Uh, and we had cleaner, right? We we had actual pre-made liquid detergent and all that stuff on hand, deodorant, mm-hmm. all those things, shampoo. Um, but a lot of it is because when we find it on sale. We buy not one, but two or three. Uh, and we also shop at, at the uh, the value center type stores where it's, here, you buy this. You know, when I bought deodorant the last time, I got five sticks. I think right. it cost me like $10. When I, yeah, when I buy our toothpaste, they're like, yeah, it's only the two of us, but toothpaste doesn't really go bad. And am I going to use four of these in a year? Probably. Yeah, so, it's, so it's, you can see, you can justify the purchase, and if you find yourself in a position where you need it, you have it, right? right? And that's the whole point, right? You just want to be better prepared for what may happen, right? We plan for the plan for the worst. Hope for the hope best. Hope for the best, exactly. Yeah, and honestly, in a pinch, if you needed it, like I said, you know, all the stuff that needs the baking soda, baking soda with a little bit of water can be used for toothpaste. Yeah. If you were really that much in a pinch, like, or hey, if you want to be extra frugal, nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, a lot of your you put your ingredients on your toothpaste. Many of the good ones have baking soda in it. So, yep, looking at what you have, knowing what it can do for you, it's huge, uh, and it's just research. You know, I know there's there's several books out there. There's a lot of resources online. You guys can all check out. Uh, a couple good ones are uh, survivalsullivan.com is one that I've used a lot uh, for the research for this podcast. There's a couple of books out there. I know uh, Clint Emerson has two books out that are, I know one of them is the the 100 Deadly Skills, which is a, a bunch of great tips on being prepared and how to survive. Uh, there's the one I just saw the other day at the bookstore. It's the SAS uh, Survival Handbook that somebody put together with colorized pictures and things like that. So wherever you, wherever you guys find that information, again, with so many things, it comes down to put in the time, put in the research, Okay, figure out what works for you and what you need to, to survive and to be prepared. And that wraps it up for this week's podcast. Until next time, you guys stay prepared. <laughs>